Hello and welcome to the Top Story, a podcast with the headlines of the day from our correspondents around the world. I'm Tianlu. Coming up in this edition, the United States has proposed a draft UN Security Council resolution calling for a temporary ceasefire in Gaza and opposing Israel's planned ground offensive in Rafah. Palestinian representatives have addressed the UN's top court, accusing Israel of discrimination and apartheid spanning decades. And millions in California are on a flood watch amid fears of more mudflows and landslides triggered by back-to-back storms. We begin with the Middle East. Gaza's health ministry says more than 100 Palestinians have been killed in the region in the past 24 hours, pushing the death toll since October past 29,000. The Palestinian Red Crescent says it has transferred 18 patients from various areas in central Gaza amid Israeli attacks. At the UN, the US has proposed a draft Security Council resolution calling for a temporary ceasefire and opposing Israel's planned ground offensive in Rafah. EU countries also warned Israel against attacking Rafah and called for an immediate humanitarian pause in Gaza. Israel says unless Hamas frees all hostages, it will push on with the offensive during the holy Muslim months of Ramadan. Sarah Coates has more. Well, that's Biden's top adviser, Brett McGurk. He's expected to touch down tomorrow in Cairo for talks with senior officials there before heading over here to Israel, where he'll hold further talks with officials, including the Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. Major development at the United Nations with the US proposing that draft resolution for a temporary ceasefire, saying this should happen as soon as practical. We also know that the United States is firmly against any kind of military operation into that southern city of Rafa. And look, this resolution that the US has put forward, it comes in direct competition to another resolution by Algeria, which the United States believes is not practical. So these two resolutions will certainly be discussed at the UN today. Yes, Noah, no word on which way they could be go they could go but certainly a lot of movement and it comes as uh, Israel's defense minister Yoav Gallant he's come out over the last couple of days saying that this operation into Rafah which is really causing a lot of international concern he says it will go ahead by Ramadan which is around the 10th of next month unless these hostages are released from Gaza and at this hour of course there is a lot of concern over this potential push into Rafah but Israel still has not presented a plan as to where these 1.4 or so million internally displaced people who are sheltering in Rafah could go. So this is certainly of major concern. That was Sarah Coates on the Israel-Hamas conflict. Palestinian officials and lawyers are accusing Israel of carrying out a campaign of discrimination and apartheid over many decades. They have addressed the International Court of Justice in relation to Israel's occupation of Palestinian territories. Julia Chapman has more from The Hague. The testimony by Palestinian representatives on Monday centered on three main accusations. First, that Israel has deprived Palestinians of the right to self-determination. Second, that they have carried out apartheid by discriminating against Palestinians. And third, that their campaign of building settlements in the West Bank is tantamount to illegal territorial conquest. 
Lawyers argued that Israel is trying to permanently acquire Palestinian land with as few Palestinians in it as possible. Palestinian Foreign Minister Riyad al-Maliki told the ICJ's 15 judges the only solution for the end of the conflict is an end to occupation. The force of the law must prevail over the unlawful use of force. We said years ago that we made a choice, justice, not vengeance. But justice delayed is justice denied. And the Palestinian people have been denied justice for far too long. 51 countries will give evidence to the court over the coming week, including the US and China. Israel, however, is not taking part, instead submitting written testimony. Israel has denied the accusations brought against it. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says the Jewish people cannot be occupiers in their own land. On Monday, the ICJ released a statement from Israel which said an advisory opinion from the court could harm a negotiated resolution of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. The court is expected to take about six months before giving its advisory opinion. It won't be legally binding, but would add pressure to Israel amid an ever more lethal conflict in Gaza, where the same court has ordered Israel to prevent a genocide. That was Julia Chapman in The Hague. In Europe, visiting Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi has expressed China's willingness to maintain high-level exchanges with Spain and promote bilateral ties to a new height. Wang made the remarks while meeting with Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez in Madrid. Before wrapping up his visit, Wang Yi also met with Spain's King Philippe VI. Ken Brown has more. Like visiting old friends. That's how Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi described his first return to Spain in nearly six years. Meeting with Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sánchez on Monday, they discussed bilateral and global issues with a focus on closer economic and cultural cooperation. Sánchez later communicated on social media that China is a key partner in our fight against the climate emergency and for global peace and stability. Wang Yi later met the King of Spain at the royal residence. At the Tharthuela Royal Palace is where Foreign Minister Wang Yi met with King Felipe VI, a meeting that symbolized strong ties between the two countries at a really positive moment after successful celebrations of 50 years of official diplomatic relations in 2023. Spain's Prime Minister remarked on this positive moment, highlighting his trip to China last March when he met with Chinese President Xi Jinping. Sanchez discussed deepening ties and continuity in relations, stressing the importance of a balanced and reciprocal relationship. He and Wang also discussed the important role China can play in contributing to peace in the Ukraine and Gaza conflicts. On Sunday, China's senior diplomat talked about international dialogue and keeping global trade flowing. We need cooperation and not confrontation. Dialogue instead of conflict, negotiation instead of dogma, and equality in the place of power. Jointly, we can revitalize the multilateral system with the United Nations at its core. We also have to be open, not closed. It's necessary to maintain the stability and smooth flow of the industrial supply chain and improve free trade center on the World Trade Organization. Wang brought good news to Spain with an announcement that restrictions on Spanish beef imports to China were to be lifted. Spain's Minister for Foreign Affairs, José Manuel Álvarez, called the development extraordinarily positive.
More good news came in the form of a young giant panda couple that will soon arrive at Madrid Zoo. After visiting the King of Spain, Wang Yi traveled to France for the China-France Strategic Dialogue in an important year for both countries that celebrate 60 years of official diplomatic relations. That was Ken Brown on Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi's trip to Spain. Turning to North America, 37 million Californian residents have been put on a flood watch amid back-to-back storms, which authorities fear could trigger more mud flows and landslides in many parts of the U.S. state. It comes after two previous river storms, which have already left widespread damage to homes, vehicles and infrastructure. It is Tencent Hesmore from Los Angeles. Residents in Southern California are coping with another powerful storm. Nearly the entire population of the state is under flood alerts. This comes as people are still trying to recover from earlier storms. Well, widespread flooding will be likely, we think, uh, with this uh, extended duration storm, as well as uh, small streams and rivers could overflow their banks and that sort of thing. So uh, people need to be aware of the flooding issues. The third atmospheric river storm to hit California so far this year is expected to bring a mixture of rain, wind and snow across the state all the way through Wednesday. The weather systems have sparked widespread flash flooding and more than 500 landslides of varying sizes in Los Angeles alone. Tons of rock and soil crashed into the sea in Dana Point, halfway between Los Angeles and San Diego in recent days, bringing these multi-million dollar cliff-top homes a little bit closer to the edge. Having witnessed the impact of the most recent storms on the city's infrastructure, Los Angeles residents are now taking extra precautions with more bad weather forecasts this week. Some have decided to evacuate from high-risk areas while businesses are limiting their operations and some schools have closed. The weather systems will also bring more snow to the mountains of California, a few feet in some areas. All of this moisture will effectively lift the state out of a drought it has faced for years. There's nothing ever, quote, normal here. It's always either much above normal or much below normal. And uh, so it's a highly fluctuating uh, element, if you will, weather element here is is rainfall amounts. And uh, it varies from year to year, as everyone who lives here knows. Uh, Some years it's uh, quite the excess, other years uh, quite the deficit. The extreme weather patterns fueled by climate change have pushed California to its limits, with more flooding, power outages and landslides expected in the coming days. That was it is Tencent on the extreme weather in California. Finally, in Africa, the 37th African Union Summit has concluded with key decisions to ensure peace and security on the continent, as well as the return of the constitutional order in countries that have experienced military coups. Giram Chala has more from Addis Ababa. Resolving disputes, establishing peace, strengthening Africa's presence in the global scene, getting a permanent seat on the UN Security Council, and ensuring the reform of the worldwide peace architecture are all key decisions made by heads of state and governments as the 37th Assembly of the Union concludes. The Africa that we all want is in an Africa of peace and stability, human rights, good governance and sustainable development. An Africa that takes hold of its destiny in strong dynamics in the international scene is not only the choice among other choices, but it is an existential necessity. We don't have any other choice.
In Guinea, Sudan, Gabon, Burkina Faso, Mali and Niger, coup d'etats have resulted in unconstitutional chains of governments. The African Union in return has banned these nations from any participation in its activities. The summit vowed to end the era of coups in Africa. Unconstitutional changes of governments have multiplied in total defiance of the entire political and legal order that founded our organization. Since the establishment of the African Union, several transitions following an unconstitutional change of government have been seen in Africa. Our failure to counter such a phenomenon is obvious. This year's summit was themed Educate an African Fit for the 21st Century building resilient education systems for increased access to inclusive, lifelong quality and relevant learning in Africa. In its conclusion, the Assembly noted the critical need for the advancement of developmental activities in Africa. We need to find solutions to our own problems and the multiple challenges our countries are facing. And this is through joint action, through our organizations and through our union. Unkept promises from the developed world of the provision of climate finance, an ever-growing debt burden, insurgency and unresolved conflicts are all challenges the African continent continues to face even over the coming years. The just-concluded summit adopted a decision which advised member states to follow a holistic approach for a collective triumph in every sector. According to reports from the African Union Commission chairperson, over the past few years alone, over 90% of decisions made by leaders of the continent were not implemented entirely. According to analysts, this has resulted in the continuation of insecurity and hampered developmental activities, including trade and free movement of people among African states. That was Giram Chala reporting. Recapping today's headlines, the United States has proposed a draft UN Security Council resolution calling for a temporary ceasefire in Gaza and opposing Israel's planned ground offensive in Rafah. Palestinian representatives have addressed the UN's top court accusing Israel of discrimination and apartheid spanning decades. And millions in California are on a flood watch amid fears of more mud flows and landslides triggered by back-to-back -back storms. That's it for this edition of The Top Story, a podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports and culture, you can subscribe to The Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Tian Lu. Thank you for listening.